0: Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, where we're balancing life through health, wealth, business, and relationships. Uh, Well, Welcome to the show. My name is Colton Cockrell, and with me, I have, as always, my lovely co-host, Ms. Tricia Stetzel. Tricia, how are you doing?
1: I'm um, great, Colton. I uh, understand that you're a little under the weather. I think it's pretty pretty fun that we've got a special guest on today. <laughs> Maybe he can give you some good advice. Yeah, so this... welcome every... Oh, go ahead, Colton. I'll say
0: this couldn't have been at a better time. So Dr. Bob, we're glad right? you're with
1: us. Yeah, absolutely. And welcome everybody. This month on the show, we're focused on health. And today we're going to talk about, I know, COVID-19. And who better to give us a COVID update than Dr. Bob Rakowski. Dr. Bob, welcome to the show.
2: Well, thank you. You know, certainly uh, it's one of my favorite and least favorite topics, but uh, we have we have a lot of good and empowering information to share. So ready to get started.
0: Well, absolutely. Awesome. Before, we, before we jump in, I do want to uh, give a shout out to our sponsor, which is Results Extreme business solutions. Uh, So Tricia, I will be a gentleman and I'll let you go ahead and ask the first question. How does that sound?
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to throw an easy one at you, Bob. Uh, Can you just give us an overall update on COVID-19? What does it look like right now?
2: Well, the reality is, is when viruses mutate, which they do regularly, if they become a more lethal form, they jeopardize their own survival. So we're likely hundreds, many hundreds of mutations in, not just three, uh, and it's gotten less virulent along the way, and that's what viruses do. So uh, certainly far less than the original version.
0: Well, that that is very good to hear. I'm glad to hear that it's it's, and I mean you hear that on the news a lot now. But let me ask you this: Is there a way to prevent COVID 19? Is there something that you found um, to help with that?
2: well, how about a healthy immune system? You know, And if you go back to the very beginning of this and you look, the probability of healthy young people, now keep in mind, everything becomes less efficient with age, including our immune system. And age is a risk factor for everything, including death and death from COVID-19. So- you look at young kids and I, I feel blessed that my entire family has had COVID-19. And you look at the granddaughters, they got over it in one to two days. You look at their parents, they got over it in about five days. You look at Kelly and I, the grandparents, we got in over it in about eight or nine days. And then you look at my parents, 81 years old, respectively, all natural therapies, no shots, which by the way, are. Uh, basically injecting pathogens to make you genetically modified and a really bad idea. They beat it with full recovery in 14 days. We all had full recovery, no residual symptoms, no loss of taste, smell, fatigue, nothing like that. So healthy bodies can beat this.
0: Well, Trisha, and I, I just want to add to that quick, cause that was a lot of information. So let me kind of ask this. So you just range from, you know, under five to 81. So, If you have COVID, which your whole family has, what are best practices for people to fight it?
2: Well, if we go back to the first version, right? And and I did 100 days of COVID updates, and and then I started getting warned to not do that. So I I heeded those warnings because people got as much as death threats and things like that. So I said, wow, this is insane. I don't know what's behind this. But in my small circle, I'll continue to share, just not on the big stage. And so the best practice is the enemies of the immune system are stress and sugar, so don't stress over it. Don't watch the bad news. If you look at what's happening in the world, everything's happening in the world. What do you choose to focus on? How about good stuff? How about health enhancing? The first version of the virus, there were over 30 proven remedies and those are all in the published medical literature. So I connected with my top PhD immunologist friends. I said, all right, let's look at this and figure out what are the best five. Uh, and the fantastic five, most people have heard that vitamin D is great, that vitamin C is great, that zinc is great. And the next two would be ganodermalucidum, the top superfood with direct action against the viral and direct immune action. Uh, and then colostrum, which is a passive protein found in mother's milk that also is has direct action against COVID and immune supporting action. So those five throughout my entire patient base I don't know of a single patient that even went to the hospital. We've had a hundred plus at this point, uh, including another couple in their eighties that beat it without issue. So these are effective.
0: Well, I'm glad to hear that for you and your patients. That's incredible.
2: You know, I'll share a story. I had a patient out of state. He, his wife had a really bad case. She was admitted in the hospital. Uh, and he asked me if I would do a Zoom. The husband asked me if I would do a Zoom with the uh, you know, doctor in charge of the case. And I said, absolutely. He said, look, I've got three minutes and I just went to pubmed.gov and then I had five different tabs open and I had colostrum in COVID, vitamin C in COVID, vitamin D in COVID, zinc in COVID, ganoderma and COVID. And then I showed him the studies. He said, all right, you proved it to me. I'll sign off on all that. Instead of going on a ventilator, she went home in two days. So, you know, I'm glad to see that there are some open-minded doctors that will read the literature well, let's face it, they're pretty overwhelmed and a lot of them are under a lot of pressure. Now, I don't believe that gives you an excuse for not doing critical thinking and practicing good medicine, but this doctor did both and he did a good job for his patient.
0: Man.
1: God, Trisha's sitting
0: there just she's I, just amazing. I know
1: I am. Well, I'm still I'm remembering the last time we talked to Dr. Bob and how he said you should go outside barefooted and walk in the grass. That's what I remember. <laughs> I For was time. just thinking about that, reminiscing. And I love I love I love the idea of you know not um not going down the path of injecting ourselves with even more things, right? When we have this virus. So I I'm curious, Dr. Bob, about having COVID more than once. Can we talk Let about do, that?
2: That typically doesn't happen with natural immunity, uh, but we're hearing different cases of that. So understand when people are given a shot, they, their body becomes a spike protein factory, uh, and that should, and I've seen it in at least 90% of the cases with just screening for a few autoimmunities, they develop an autoimmune process. Now, some of those we're seeing come under control, but if you had a cell that was producing spike proteins, your immune system should say, this is a really bad cell. I need to kill it. And hopefully that cell was not in a critical area like your brain or your heart. And, and we're seeing it in the thyroid and we're seeing it in the connective tissue. And those are fairly easy to measure. Antinuclear antibodies, antithyroglobulin antibodies, peroxidase antibodies. And we're seeing them in about 90% of people that took the shot. Now some people can clear it, and that's the great news. And hopefully more can. But you shouldn't. You shouldn't get it twice. Now, are there more viruses out there? There's an estimate. If you're ready for this, you're you're both numbers people. Ten quintillion viruses. So you know, could there be one that's being labeled uh, as sars cov two? Well, we know that the incidence of false positive uh, is, is higher than ever been recorded for any type of virus before. And it was by design. You know, even the person that created the test, the PCR test said the way they're testing it, they will get false positives almost always. And you can find YouTube videos of people putting tap water in a COVID test and showing it test positive. So, you know, what does this mean? Well, uh, if if you beat it, you should beat it. Are there other viruses? There will always be.
0: Man, I need to start testing my tap water. No, I'm just
2: <laughs> might be interesting. You know, do it live on Facebook. Let's see where it goes. Oh, gosh, it's that is been done.
0: Holy cow. Wow. So so let me ask you this because I think now if people are watching the news a lot, there's this outcry um, you know, with children masking, but more importantly, children um, with COVID it being such a risk to them. So can you can you explain what you hear about children in COVID 19?
2: Well, they were never at risk. Uh, they weren't at risk for infecting their grandparents. And, uh, you know, it, it's like a lot of this beyond ridiculous. You can look at the, at the tables of people that had challenges. Now, if they're shooting young kids and damaging them, we may see a very significant increased risk of death. Now, I have a, a patient that's a funeral director, and he said that deaths were way up in, in 2021. And I asked him, who's dying? He says, baby boomers that we wouldn't have expected. So a fairly famous baby boomer that died was Marvin Hagler. You know, he got the shot two weeks later, he had cardiac arrest. And you look at pictures of him, he looked like he could have gotten in the ring again, but he's no more. You know, same thing like Hank Aaron, the home run king. He did a civic duty, got his shot on TV. He was dead within a few weeks. Of course, they said it had nothing to do with the shot. And that might be good for his life insurance. If you get the shot and die from the shot, they won't pay an insurance benefit because they don't cover experiment medical experimentation on life insurance.
0: That, so this is audio only, so you can't see our faces, but that is <laughs> my gosh, that is unbelievable. So so going back, and then you can, I mean, I heard about Betty White as well. Apparently she got her booster a couple of days before she passed away as well, which you know, COVID. Who who knows? They they didn't say. But, but going back to the kids, so you're saying that the kids don't there's no risk that they should be in school they shouldn't have to worry about wearing a mask because they're they are so I'm trying to think of the word it they are not going to be harmed by this. They might get the sniffles or they might be achy or whatever, but as far as a death toll it, that's it's just like the flu to them. is that correct?
2: yeah, and by the way, the only way we knew our granddaughters had it is because the parents had it, and the kids were a little sniffly you know for a day and a half, so that's that's how we assume they had it but You know, a Harvard statistician looked at the numbers. He said a child is something like 140 times more likely to die in the car ride on the way to school, very specifically, than they would be from COVID-19.
0: Wow. Wow.
2: So if you're afraid to drive your kid to school, you know, multiply that way, way out because that's the risk and that's legit. And what kids would have a problem? extremely immunocompromised, whether they're under cancer, chemotherapy or something like that, we need to protect that vulnerable section of our population.
1: All right, another really hot topic, Dr. Bob, masks. Let's talk about masks.
2: Well, they they never worked. And uh, even the N95 respirator mask, you look at the pores of those, they're significantly larger than the COVID-19 virus. Uh, and so even the, what they're considering one of the best masks out there is, is not a barrier. And so then Bauchi said, well, wear two, wear three. You know, wh- I don't know. Why not wear five? Why not wear 10? Because um, they're not doing you any good. And, you know, I, I do have uh, a patient's friend who believed that the family believed she died from the mask. She was a school teacher, She had asthma. She had to wear a mask all day long. She ended up getting a bacterial pneumonia from her mask and dying from that. And so, you know, she certainly wasn't protecting the kids and she wasn't protecting herself. And and now she's dead. A mother of five is gone uh, for these ridiculous policies. And, you know, they never worked and there was no place for them. Period. End of story.
0: And your passion does ring through. Absolutely. It is just heartbreaking stories that you hear, especially young people who, you know, they they have chronic illnesses once, you know, they, they get the vaccine or whatever and their lives are never going to be the same. Um, So let me ask you this. So on a positive note or what it sounds like positive note from the first question you'd explaining about an update on COVID-19, where do you see it going from here? What's the outlook?
2: Well, it's gaining momentum to go away, you know? And so you look at the UK, they lifted all the restrictions. And then within a day, Ireland did it. Then Spain did it. Uh, And, you know, we have states that are very free and we're very blessed to live in Texas. I call it the land of the free and the home of the brave, as opposed to, you know, Washington state is like a prison colony, uh, very similar to Australia. Uh, Now, if we do have free elections and and there's plenty of evidence that the last one was not, it was highly corrupted. uh, Then the parties that are making these bad decisions and taking away people's rights uh, and disputing data or distorting data is really a better term uh, to promote their own causes. Well, they're going to be gone. And they will, you know, the experts are saying there will be a Nuremberg II trial uh, instead of a select group from one country. Leaders of most of the countries are going to be on trial. Mm-hmm.
1: I I am curious about this, Dr. Bob, uh, because we are getting close on time. And I think there's this huge debate out there about whether vaccinated or non-vaccinated people can, if they have COVID, can give it to someone else. So does it matter whether you're vaccinated or not? Can you still carry it and give it to someone else?
2: Yes, if you have it, you can give it, you know, And, and so isolation was a really good idea. But I'm gonna make the statement that no one's vaccinated. There are people that are genetically modified, they've turned into spike protein factories, uh, and they're less healthy for it. Uh, and you know, there was a, a more data from Europe coming out, all of which is suppressed that these are the people that are going to the hospital, these are the people that are dying, these are the people that are having challenges. And remember, this virus is much less lethal than it was originally, so the body count should be way, way down.
0: Yeah. And we got, we got about, there's just so many questions I want to ask. Hey, So I got it. There's, we got about a minute left. So, you know, Pfizer came out and said that they're not going to publish any data until 75 years from now. Right. Or at least not all of the data. So what is your, what is your thought process on that? Or what, how are you looking at that? Is that corrupt or what are you thinking?
2: They have something to hide. You know, wouldn't you want open data for the world? We're talking about something that impacts everybody. Let's look at the numbers.
0: Oh, mean it's ridiculous. Well, Dr. Bob, thank you so much for being on the show today. I mean, I, I very enlightening as always. And again, we'd love to have you back. Hopefully, next time we talk about something besides COVID because it's behind us. That's the that's what we're praying for. <laughs> so
2: well, yeah, it will absolutely be. you know for, for those of us, I got it in 2020 on purpose, you know, hug very sick COVID patients. Why? Because I wanted convalescent plasma to give to my parents if they needed it. But guess what? They kicked COVID like nothing at 81 years old. So up on his map. That is awesome. Amazing.
1: Dr. Bob, again, thank you so very much for being with us today. For our listeners, please note, uh, Dr. Bob's contact information will be in the show notes if you would like to reach out and have any questions uh, or want to visit him at his clinic. And I would invite all of you to tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap. Next month, we'll be focused on financial independence.
0: Thanks again for tuning into this week's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with the most important people in your life. Colton Cocker with Sherman McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive Suite 207. Friends with Texas 77546 phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. member Fender SIPC. Sherman McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.